this guy uh, has an off week. Justin Ashley, first time here in the Freak Nation, top five in points. Almost said the NHL. That's how tired I am right about that. The NHRA top fueler, uh, top five in points, Justin Ashley here in the Freak Nation. And we're talking about this before we went live with you, Justin, that you plan this week nicely where your sister's getting married on an off week. Did she consult with you on uh, your off weeks for uh, drag racing? No, but I think she should have. Now that I look back, it would have been great if she did, but it happened to work out really well. It was made very clear to me by my family that we are not scheduling this wedding around racing. You better hope that it just so happens to be on an off weekend. And uh, luckily for us, it was. So you can see I'm in a hotel room right now uh, awaiting the wedding coming up tomorrow. So happy for her. Wait a minute. They made that very clear. She understands she's in a racing family, father, son going on here. Why was that made so clear? Well, I, I should have prefaced by saying it was made clear by my mother mm-hmm. for the rest of the family that we are having this wedding at whatever the best time to have the wedding in is. And look, you know, hopefully, right. They only get married once and God bless them. Um, I'm excited for them and his family first. So listen, we just, we got lucky this time around and I'm not going to complain about it. No, that's a good point. And you're coming off a Father's Day win just a few weeks ago. Okay, family is working out this summer. I get it. I get it. Yeah, that was, uh, man, it's been a great summer, really. I mean, to start off at Bristol, that race has so much prestige to it. I grew up watching my father at that racetrack, so we wanted knowing it was Father's Day to be able to go in there and at least have a good day on Sunday, really try and collect that win. But it's one of those deals that you don't really even realize it till later. You get the win, and it's all exciting, but then you sleep on it, and and you wake up the next day and you're like, what really just happened? <laughs> and uh, and it did. So really, it was just a, an awesome experience, a hot race day, a tricky racetrack, uh, a lot of really competitive races out there. The place was packed as usual. So we're off to a good start to the summer. You, of course, work closely with Antron Brown. We've had him on several times this year. And the frustration is evident with him. He, he, he says he's getting closer. But the the question I ask him is like, Bro, just walk on over there and lean over <laughs> Ashley's shoulder and see what the hell they're doing. Man, I'm, I'm joking. Of course, I am with all of his new parts and pieces. But uh, it, flying the flag, a little bit of Lucas Oil there on the on the dragster and doing what you're doing with this full season, it's not lost a lot of people that have followed your career uh, where you've had a dragster, you've had a race car where there were zero logo, logos on it, and now you got a crap ton of sponsors. Something's going right for you. Yeah, you know, we've been fortunate to be surrounded by a lot of great, really great people. And when you look at that race car, right, you mentioned Antron Brown. Uh, he'll be in for the wedding later, so we might have to, like, <laughs> face FaceTime ourselves in. And you know he likes to hit the dance floor, so maybe I'll get a video Uh-oh. or two for you guys. But we'll save that for later. Um, yeah, but, you know, Antron Brown's another good reason why we got our involvement with Toyota. So that's a primary example of surrounding yourself with the right people and surrounding yourself with good people. And, and he's been a tremendous help, and everybody really on our whole team has. And. You know, one sponsor in particular, Phillips Connect, which we brought on this year, really helped take our program to the next level. And you see our performance grow. You see our program improve and grow as a whole. And that's really because of the commitment that they made to us. And, you know, we really enjoy working with them together. They are phenomenal at what they do. And they are excellent at putting together an execution plan that they're able to work on at the racetrack. So it's just a great relationship. We're excited to work with them. We love working with Vita C Energy and Chip Lofton. And it takes financials to make these cars go. That's no secret. And, uh, you know, we're happy to be in this position and working with the companies that we are. Hold on. Go back a little bit. I know Statman's chomping at the bit, but go back a little bit. That's very fascinating to me. Antron helped you get Toyota. That 
I, I don't know why it intrigues me so much, but it does because the entire community in the NHRA pits seems to be so helping in, Hey, I got this, this lead for you, go take it and run with it. Or, Hey, let's, let's work on this special part together. You know, let's, let's see what we can do together. Can you explain a little bit more of that background? Because that is fascinating. Yeah, sure. I mean, look, make no mistake. It starts with this. When you put your helmet on, all that stuff goes by the wayside. You're there to win. It's either your team or the other team and you go home and you don't want to go home. That's the bottom line. But outside of that, the NHRA community is strong. And, you know, it was mentioned before, Antron and I are teammates this year and anything that we can do to help each other, we're going to go above and beyond to do that, whether it's performance of the race car or whether it's on and off the racetrack. So he's had a really great relationship with Toyota and Toyota guys are racing North America for a long time. And he was kind enough to make that introduction. And, uh, you know, Toyota provides a lot of data information and technology. So since we're running as a two-car team, if Toyota can provide that data, information, and technology, along with a lot of other really great things to both our teams, it'll help our programs overall become that much better. So that's kind of how our relationship came to be. And he really uh, he really stepped and went out of his way to, to put in the good word for us. And it's been a great relationship. Hmm. Wow. Justin Ashley, Top Fuel Pilot, NHRA, you talk about how close the uh, paddock is in, in in drag racing, but things are changing in drag racing. There's a new world order coming on in the NHRA. I just noticed that there's, I think, three of the top five and four of the top ten are guys that used to be backmarkers and didn't even have full season rides. And now they're putting guys on the trailer who've been out there cashing checks for a long time. Does the NHR realize what's going on, that it's a new world order is coming online? Yeah, they do. I mean, this top fuel field, the nitro categories in general, all the pro fields, the sport itself is in a really healthy position. But when you look at top fuel, that field is so deep. I mean, no matter where you qualify, you go into race day and it's like, oh, great. Right. This is what I get for qualifying one or two. And if you qualify three or four, it just gets even worse. Everybody is so good. You know, you have cars in there that if you want to consider part-time cars, I guess you could because they're not at every race, but they're really not part-time cars. So you can get put on the trailer at any moment and this sport will humble you really quick. So NHRA definitely knows what's going on and it's healthy. Uh, it's really good for the sport as a whole, but you know, these guys that have been around for a long time, Antron Brown, uh, the Torrances, the Kalitas, the forces of the world, obviously there's some new blood coming into the sport, which is great. But those guys are tough, man. They are just nonstop. They have multi-car teams, and they are tough to beat. And every time you go up against them, the margin for error is so small. So you better bring your A game every qualifying run, every elimination run, because you'll get sent home quick if you don't. They always talk about second half of the season, mm. and I'm always curious from certain drivers. Some of them admit it. Yeah, it feels like the second half, and some of them say, no, it's just one long-ass season. With this West Coast swing, it, it – jumps into the second half of the season for the NHRA. Does it feel like a second half of the season or is it just one long ass season, Justin Ashley? I think it's one season and it's a long season. <laughs> um, you know, you try and take it race by race. So you look at it as a marathon, not necessarily a sprint. And you take it race by race and take it one race at a time. And, you know, this is what we love to do race 22 races a year. And it's a long season, but we love each and every moment of it. We love being around the teams, being around the fans, being around the drivers and the sponsors. Uh, the only thing I'll say is, you know, it does kind of feel divided, maybe not midway through the season, but once the countdown starts. 
Um, it does feel like one long season, but there's something different about those last six races. And you can feel it normally Friday and Saturday have a certain intensity to it. And then Sunday, the intensity just naturally picks up. But when it's one of those six races during the countdown, those Sundays, uh, you know, feel like they just have that much more importance because they really do. So if anything at all, I think there is some kind of divide between the races before and the races that are during the countdown because there's so much pressure because there's so much on the line. And the truth is you spent the first 16 races just trying to position yourself for these final six races. And, and once that moment's there, it's just about focusing and, and trying to capture that opportunity. Yeah, that's completely fair. Are you one of the drivers? I mean, you've only driven in the countdown era, but do you still hear negativity from other drivers? Ah, this countdown sucks. I hate resetting the points. And are you a fan of it or not a fan of it? Sure. I still hear it. Um, you know, it, it's, I'm a fan of it. The truth is I'm a fan of it because I think when you look at any sport, I follow a lot of sports. I'm a big football fan, you know, football, baseball, basketball, you know, you're the number one seed, you know, you know, you go into the playoffs and you have to play three or four games to make it to the championship or the Super Bowl or whatever it might be. It's just the way it is. Everybody has their own playoff format and NHRA has their playoff format. Now, also, it's easy for me to say when, you know, I wasn't first in the points. I didn't have a big lead. And if that was the case, I might feel differently about it, just being honest. Uh, but no, I do like the playoff format. I think that's the way sports is. There's a regular season and there's a playoffs. So I can understand the the rationale, the reasoning behind why they do it and why they wouldn't want to do it, uh, especially for drivers in the past who have had big point leads now. But I think for me, uh, it's exciting. I think it's great for the fans because ultimately it comes down to the end. And most of the time, it's going to come down to Pomona, and at Pomona, the championship's going to be decided. Great answer. Nice. Well, I think the the questions that are missing here is this going to be a Jewish wedding with your? <laughs> is it going to be a Jewish wedding? Yeah, it's going to be a Jewish wedding. It's going to be a Jewish wedding, but it's going to be a good. It's it'll be a good wedding. I I don't really know. Honestly, I should know more details than I actually do. Uh, I'm guilty of not really of kind of just like being in my own world. So I don't know any too many details. I'm just figuring out like what time the wedding is tomorrow and stuff, but it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. We have a lot of people. Uh, are, you in the wedding? Are, you, are you in the wedding? I'm in the way. Yeah, I'm in the wedding. Um, I'm a groomsman in the wedding and, and I absolutely love her fiance, Steve. He's awesome. He's fantastic. Just in case he's watching this, Steve. But, uh, no, he, uh, yeah, no, I'm in the wedding. Um, I'm just going to double check and make sure it is tomorrow, but you know, I'm in the <laughs> okay. well, my point was this is I've got some questions about the Jewish wedding. I need some confirmation from you, my Please friend, do I, if I can answer them, but yeah, I'm sure ahead. you can listen. You've been Jewish all your life. So I figured that's, you true. Right? that's true. I have been. Yes. And, and, and your mom, I, and listen, I, I know you, I, I remember meeting your mom and I knew exactly who not only runs the family that runs that portion of long Island, it's your mom. All right. You ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. What's a uh, in a in a Jewish wedding, a Jewish marriage? There's something that comes in handy for uh, the two, the the bride and the groom. What is a chupa? I don't know. I don't know what a chupa is. I can I can make something up right now. I really can't. Off, you go, I don't know what it is. It's what is canopy. it? Called? What what is it? What is a chupa? Do you know what it is? It's a canopy, man. Everybody has. Okay, a canopy. So it's what you get married underneath, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure, but yeah, now I know. I do know though, if this, I don't know if it's going to be a follow-up question, but they, they, they have glass and they break the glass. Yes. Well, hell, I know that. I've watched enough damn movies. Yeah. 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 They do that. Yeah. Is yeah. that a Jewish thing or that's just a wedding thing? That's a Jewish thing. Right? I think it's a Jewish thing. I think it's yeah. like a, yeah. okay. 
it's like the mafia when it's all over it's like jumping the broom yeah by the way, Kenny is Googling this. So you're making Justin look bad as if you know all this stuff, Kenny. It's the Googles. I didn't know you were Googling. You got thrown onto the bus really quick. I didn't know you were Googling. Yeah, oh, yeah. Awesome. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, so, so what's the, what is the bride? What's the Jewish term for the bride? Bridezilla. I don't know. What is it? Close. <laughs> the Kala. She's a Kala. A Kala. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. The groom, I, I don't know how you pronounce it. The Shaitan. Okay. Or, or, or <laughs> Satan. What? No. Shaitan. Uh, I'll tell you what, this, this is good just so you know, by the way, and I don't mean to interrupt because now yeah. I can go to the wedding and people are going to think I know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Hey, Kala. Hey, Kala. That's What's my up? sister. The, yeah. the ceremony exactly. includes two distinct rituals the betrothal. Which is man, and the completion of the marriage itself is called a ninusin. Ninusin. Oh. Okay. No, no, I'm cutting this conversation right here. <laughs> In the middle of one of our shows, Kenny was reading a story, and when you read a story, clearly you don't necessarily your mind doesn't compute. You know how to actually pronounce something. Right. He was reading a Jewish story. This is maybe two or three years ago. It's longer than that. And how did you pronounce a certain Listen. very common Jewish? Piece Have of you clothing? ever had to say Shashevsky's name after looking at oh, don't, it? Don't don't even go Mike Shashevsky on me right now. Say say what you said wrong. Well, I I phonetically sounded out Yamaka. But what? How did you say it when you how were? You that one? Yamoki. Yamoki. <laughs> it's definitely Yamaka, not Yamoki. That one I could answer. That's a. Uh, Listen, if you're going to try and sound it out, I, I get it. I get well, it. Don't even sympathize with him. No. <laughs> That's one of the right. most common words he should have known. Yamoki. Now I just say it. I just know that one thing is very important at a Jewish wedding. That's wine. You got plenty mm -hmm. of that? Oh, there's plenty of wine. All there'll right. be plenty of wine. That much I can tell you. That I know. There'll be plenty of wine, plenty of music, plenty of dancing. Well, I don't know if he learned anything with that that the, the Jewish Q and A comes to Jewish weddings, but no, I, but he's going to Google now. <laughs> are you yeah. kidding? Now I'm going to Google. I'm going to know everything. Yep. So when people get to the wedding, they're like, "How come this guy knows everything?" I'd be like, "I just, I just know it." It's my culture, man. I, I was prepared for the wedding. Bang! <laughs> Went to uh, Freak Nation school. <laughs> oh no! What do you think, Justin? What do you think of this canopy? What? This is a chupa. Exactly. Willis, chupa. <laughs> Settle down. People got to get on their game. They got to know their vocabulary like we do. <laughs> but this is awesome, man. Thank you for doing this, Chester. I'd, I'd probably rather say good luck this weekend than uh, Maha Nationals, <laughs> than right? Denver? Yeah. <laughs> no, look, I, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. And thank you for having me on. Um, really cool to be on your show. I always tune and watch all the time. So appreciate it. Well, tell the old man we said hello, and I'm sure we'll see him before the next wedding. I don't we'll know do absolutely the next one, yeah. Next wedding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. See you.